Thanks for listening to Shift Your Spirits. I'm Slade Robertson. I'm a professional intuitive, but I try to talk about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most new age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Thursday, February 20th, 2020, as I record this introduction. This week, I'm sharing one of my all-time favorite interviews, which originally aired on Midterm Election Day in 2018. It's a conversation with writer, intuitive, and empathic astrologer Susan Grace. It's about how this wave of humanity, alive right now, is being called upon to bring an end to human suffering. Especially if you're feeling low at this particular time of year, this is a message of collective purpose and power. In anticipation of Super Tuesday, I needed something to pair with my voting as spiritual rant, and I listened to Susan again this morning, and it resonates so powerfully still. It's just so good. It's 32 minutes. It's half an hour. And it's worth hearing again. If you haven't heard it before or heard Susan speak before, this woman is a channel and a poet. And that's coming up in just a few. As always, there's an oracle segment at the end of the show. So be thinking about a question or a concern you have. Hold it in your mind and I'll come back on after the final links and credits and leave you with that extra message. Before I forget, thank you to all of you who continue to pledge your support on Patreon. It demonstrates that you're enjoying this show and you want it to continue. To find out how you can become a patron, support my time in creating more and more of these episodes, and access extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. The arc of human history is long, and it's always progressive. We are on a spiral, and as we climb higher, there are periods where it looks like we're going backwards. We are not. Please, don't lose focus and hope at the time we need to maintain it most. Don't forget the basic principles of manifestation. Our thoughts have power. What we believe and hold in our hearts and minds is what we create. This is not about psychic predictions of elections. Every one of us has free will, and collectively we create our reality. And we are creating our future in our minds right now. It's important to hold within yourself what you want to see reflected in the collective. It's not magic. Your neighbor sees you modeling a certain behavior, high vibration or low, and they are affected by that. In political systems and free societies, the most literal representation of our ability to collectively manifest is our vote. Ungodly amounts of people do not vote in the United States of America. This is what allows an ugly, hateful minority of people to have agency, because we're simply not opposing them. We're losing to hate because of collective apathy. We don't lack vision. If you're listening to this show, you have the ability to see how things could be. And the good news is, most human beings are going to respond to your high vibration, your happiness, your capacity for joy, your ability to hold a vision for all of us that they may not have the creativity to see for themselves. Show them what a positive alternative looks like. Show others how it is done. You don't tell them. You don't make them do anything. Arguing isn't going to work. 
Shouting at strangers on the internet is not activism. Turn on your light and make it as bright as you can. They will respond to it. Having a vision of a better world is not just about being nice and thinking nice thoughts and being spiritual and hoping that the bad storm will blow over. You want to see outrage plus hope in action together? You want to participate in a mass demonstration of like-minded souls to change this world for the better? Vote. Vote in numbers so overwhelming that they cannot be manipulated enough to matter. The time to vote in the primaries and the time to register to vote in November is now. Those deadlines are closing in a lot of places. Even if you've been registered for years, confirm your registration. It takes 30 seconds. Go to vote.org and click check your registration. I've included a direct link in the show notes. And here's my conversation with Susan Grace. I had looked up and found that everything was falling apart. Um, and I fought it for a long time. I tried to hold everything up with duct tape. And I could feel that energies bigger than me were saying, you don't understand. You're done here. <laughs> and, and so I finally gave in. And I, and I just felt like something bigger than me was guiding. And I, and I thought, all right, whatever you feel like you need to take down, because it's in my best interest, go ahead. But if we're going to do this, we're going to do it all right now, because I'm not doing this for 10 years. And I swear, it was like the planets went, you heard the lady, and just wham, it took everything down, all the rest of it. And, and I had to trust it. I had to trust that it was in my favor, that it knew what it was doing, and I had to write it out. And I ended up on the other side exactly where I needed to be, course corrected. And that made me start to dig into astrology and say, I need to understand what's happening here because I can't figure this all out by myself. I've got my, lim- my limited perception as a human can't figure this all out by myself. I need help. And so I just started digging and digging and digging and digging into the astrology to learn what was happening. That's how I got started. How far back does your interest in astrology go? Was this something that you dabbled in when you were younger? Or, you know, do do you have a a lifelong history with astrology? Well, I have a lifelong history with horoscopes, just Mm. sun signs, right? Mm -hmm. Like whenever, um, when I was coming up, there was no internet. We had things like newspapers and magazines. (laughs) And, And I would follow horoscopes for the same reason. I needed help. I'd take all the help I can get. And, but then once the internet came out and once I saw my chart, once I saw, I saw my chart in 2012 and that changed me forever. Then I was like, oh, this is what I need. This is the key I've been looking for. Wow. So how did you get from that epiphany to actually doing readings for other people professionally? Uh, Social media. Whenever I first started really reading, um, I felt like the astrologers I was listening to were talking a lot about all the mechanics within a chart, but they weren't putting it all together. I kept ending up saying to myself, I hear what you're saying, but what do you mean? What are you talking about? What What does this ultimately mean? And I got to the point where I could sit in a chart for the day and, and I'd figure out everything that was happening and I would be like, all right, this looks like anxiety. 
And then I would go and take art images and match that with the astrology within social media. And nobody knew what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and, and, and all I was doing was feeling it out mostly for myself, but then it caught on and people started to share it a lot. And then eventually it got to the point where people were going, can you look at my chart? And I was like, I'm not an astrologer. And, and then, and then they kept saying it. And then I had a, a, a friend of mine uh, who said, Susan, I'm going to PayPal you and you are going to open my chart and read it. <laughs> mm. And I was said, okay. And then that's when it started. And then um, I had a friend of mine who had me on one of her shows and the two other panelists off mic were saying, are you an astrologer? And I said, no. And they're like, I believe you are. They had an, an intervention with me. And, <laughs> and, and, then it, and then it really got to where people wanted to hear what I had to say, not just my interpretation through art. And the art fell away. And now it's just me and my voice. Mm. What do you think makes your astrological readings different from other astrologers? I, in, in, my, in my personal chart, I have a lot of water, water signs, which in, in astrology, that means that I feel everything all the time. When I'm in a chart with someone, I walk them all the way through it. I've had, I've had readings with other astrologers, and they give you like basic, broad interpretations of your chart. When I read a chart for someone, I read everything in their chart to them, every placement, every aspect, every transit, all where the planets are now, and the phases of life they're going to go through. I tell them everything. They should know as much as I do about their own chart. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to feel it, too. I'm able to say... This looks like, for instance, something really rough happened when you were a kid and you've been trying to make up for it since then. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about it. And I get them all the way through feeling out who they are, too, not just book knowledge. Mm. So you use your intuition quite a bit then. Oh, yeah. And I did not even plan on this. When I first started reading... I'm going to go ahead and tell you the truth about this. Mm -hmm. When I first started reading, the very first person, professional one I did, someone's deceased father came through from the other side, and I had never experienced that before. And I decided on the fly to be brave and be like, listen, this is going to sound crazy, but this is the energy I feel right behind me, as if this person is here. And I described that they were wearing blue jeans and a T-shirt, and they had a hammer in their hands, and they were like tapping the hammer into their other hand as if they're frustrated. And she said, oh, my God, that's my dad. He used to build fences. And I said, well, I don't think he likes your boyfriend. And she said, <laughs> I don't think he does either. <laughs> so, yeah, it, weird, weird things like that have opened up since I've become a professional reader. So it's a lot of intuition. It's a lot of messages from guides. It's a lot of outside energies saying things like, tell them again, tell them again, tell them again, tell them again. And sometimes I have to say, all right, back up. I just said it. I will say it again, but back up a little bit. It's that kind of stuff. Mm, I have to tell you that um, looking at someone's chart is my portal into reading for them. And that was how I started doing intuitive readings was um, if I know somebody's sun, moon, and rising sign, I can, it's like, I can do an intuitive reading based on those three pieces of information. Um, but for some reason, it's like, 
I, I've heard of other psychics who who use even playing playing card decks, or they have like a coin that they twirl in their hand, or they have these weird like ticks that they have that are kind of their little gateway ritual or whatever. And mine has fallen away to be just intuitive. Um, but for a long time, that was how I would tune into someone. Would I would just go and I would cast their chart and I would look into their chart, and I used to say. I wasn't even really reading their chart. It was more like the graphic became sort of a window. It was like a, a, a symbolic window. But if I looked through that window, it became representative of connection to that person. Um, so that's very interesting that you have this um, combined, intertwined experience with that as well. It makes total sense to me because... Same kind of thing. I was sort of drafted. Hey, can you read for me? Can you connect with my guides? I can try. You know, like <laughs> that's sort of how it happens. Um, I always think about what happened to you with your friend as being an example of one of those, um, the purpose that the universe picks for you as opposed to maybe the one that you would have picked for yourself. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, nope, here's your purpose. You're drafted. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I have uh, in my chart, I have placements around the galactic center. And when that happens, often the purpose of your life uh, gets they come and get you like I could go I could go hide under the bed. They were still going to come get me somehow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you go back to my 10 year old self or my 20 year old self and said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I never would have said an astrologer online because there was no astrologers and there was no online. Mm -hmm. It didn't exist. And so that feeling of something coming to find you. I don't know. I'm noticing it happening more and more to people, no matter what placements they have in their chart, because it's kind of, we're all kind of being called up right now. We're all mm. needed in the world. Mm. 2012, that was such a milestone year, expectantly. So, you know, like something was supposed to happen in 2012, and it did for you, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, it happened for the world, too. We just haven't seen it all play out just yet. It's going to, you'll you'll see, 2020 is the next marker, and you're going to see it play out even more. Something did happen in 2012. Mm. Can you tell us? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here. Go for it. <laughs> Um, so that if if you've been following things like this, uh, December twenty first, two thousand twelve, was the end of the Mayan calendar, and it was people were saying it was the end of the world, and that's not true. It was the end of the world as we knew it. And what happened in two thousand twelve was our solar system, which orbits around our sister star Sirius, was coming out of the darkest part of its orbit from Sirius. When we're closest to Sirius, we're the most conscious. When we're the furthest from Sirius, we're the least. It takes 2,000 years for our solar system to go through the darkest part of its orbit from Sirius. We came out of that in 2012. Also in 2012, the same year, there's a planet called Regulus, very big planet that marks the leadership of the world. It takes 2,000 years for Regulus to go through a sign. The exact same 2,000 years... Regulus was in Leo. When we were in darkness or unconsciousness, we were king and kingdom led. 2012, the same year that we're coming back into consciousness, Regulus clicked into Virgo. Now, the leadership of the, of the world for the next 2,000 years is the healing goddess energy. And the healing goddess energy is coming for everyone. Everyone is going to be healed one way or another. Mm, so what happens in 2020? In 2020, Pluto is in Capricorn. Last time just Pluto was in Capricorn was when the U.S. signed the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, Saturn will cross Pluto in 2020. Last time Saturn and Pluto together were in Capricorn was the Renaissance. When Saturn crosses Pluto in 2020, Jupiter will be here too. The last time those three were in Capricorn was the year 1284 in the middle of our darkness. So the control of the world is going to flip. That control mechanisms, fear mechanisms, suppression, oppression, all of those are going to collapse. And we are going to replace it with what we truly find valuable. For like it's a, it's Uranus going through Taurus, so it's going to be going back and healing the planet. It's going to be healing our own traumas for being suppressed and pushed down. It's going to be building new systems, like for education and for finding water for people, for healthcare system. Everything, everything, everything is going to be rebuilt. This is good news. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's really good to hear, Susan, because it, it's been rough a couple of years. Yeah, it, it's been rough uh, for all of us, and people are exhausted, mm-hmm. exhausted. And if you don't understand, this is the, one of the reasons why I will never, ever put astrology down. If you don't understand where we are, what's been happening, and where we're going, you could give up. Mm. And this is not the time to give up. I keep saying over and over and over, and I'm going to keep saying it. We are going up, not down. Mm. So, starting to witness collapse what you need to pay attention to and what you need to participate in is what's replacing it because the collapse is going to happen with or without your participation and you want it to happen Mm -hmm. but what comes next go there i love it so i have to ask you just really quickly before we move on from your readings do you record your sessions is that an option for people yeah, I, I mean, yes, I record sessions and then I send it. I, I do it on, I do it face to face on Zoom so mm-hmm. that I can share my screen with them and I can show them everything I'm talking about in their chart and I mm-hmm. record it and then send it to them through Dropbox. Okay, excellent. Um, because I was just thinking, I have the the wonderful you know benefit of having recorded you saying all of that, and I also have a transcriptionist. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, I have access to that information, um, and I wanted to make sure because something shifts when you start reading like that like you you do go into you kind of become a channel a little bit right oh yeah I, and i can tell whenever i'm channeling my my voice gets more forceful uh-huh. and i start talking faster and i become very emphatic like it's almost like my my feminine water steps aside and the masculine comes forward uh-huh. and starts being like pay attention i'm telling you something important <laughs> you know? right and, and then and then it kind of fades off and then, you know, the water in me comes back forward. I love it, though. It's so cool because I've been listening to a lot of your podcast with Aubrey. Um, most people will have listened to my interview with um, Aubrey Kara. She's your co-host on the show, Be the Evidence. And Aubrey and I ended up talking about you so much in that interview that I literally Facebook messaged you the minute we were finished recording. And I was like, your ears have to be burning. You need to come do an interview with me immediately. Otherwise, people are going to be like, where's the other chick? You know, Um, so you've been on my list of potential guests from the beginning of my show. I mean, for over a year, a lot of my listeners actually recommended you 
to me. And But at that time, this newer podcast actually wasn't even out yet. So I feel like the timing has worked out. Wow. And it's a very cool show concept. I have been listening to it as preparation for speaking with both of you guys. I love it because it is um, very much about what's going on in the moment. Um, so... I'm going to turn it over to you and let you tell me about this show, Be the Evidence, from your perspective. Tell me about the name and the concept and what it's all about. Sure. I was, um, it was, I guess, two years ago, two years ago, yeah, two years ago, um, I was in, I had, I was working uh, with someone when I was still in my executive position at a, at a, at a corporate job, and um, the, the president of the company um, had cancer and I was in Houston with him, um, helping him go through treatment. Um, and I was in the hotel room and I, I really felt like I was around that air of, you know, I I don't know if you've ever cared for someone who's, who has something like that. There's like a heaviness around it. There's a heavy energy around it. And I found myself going, how do I know that I'm right, that we come out of things like this? How do I know I'm right when I say we heal out of suffering? We are healing out of suffering. We're going up, not down. How do I know I'm right about that? And instantly it came, you have to be the evidence of it. Mm. And so I wrote down, be the evidence. And that became a tag on my website. And then, sorry, there's a siren outside my window. Of course there is. It, there, there was a there was a large truck moving some limbs around um, <laughs> earlier on my end, so it's it's part of the hum- humanizing charm of our show. <laughs> yeah. So when Aubrey and I came, when Aubrey and I started talking about doing a podcast, and she's like, "What do you think about the concept?" And I said, "Well, it comes from my website, and I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I'm kind of stuck on this be the evidence thing." And she's like, "Oh, I don't care if it came from your website. I like it. Let's do it." And so that's where we come from, is that you have to be the evidence in the world. We can't just, it's not going to do for us to all sit back and pontificate about where we think we should be going with humanity. We've got to get out there and do it mm. and in, all of our, in all of our questioning, in all of our confusion, in all of our vulnerability, in all of our going, I don't know what's going on to you. Nope. <laughs> and we have to keep doing it. You have to keep showing up. Show up. And be the evidence of what we can become because nobody else is coming to do it. Mm. The thing I love about your show is it has this, it feels like a conversation that I have with some of my closest girlfriends who will text me and be like, what the hell is going on? Is something in retrograde or, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, I'm not even an astrologer, but I usually am well-versed enough in, in some of the, what's going on, or I will have picked it up or heard it from this person or that person. And so I will engage them with whatever little piece of new age, you know, perspective I have on it. Um, but you know, a lot of those conversations actually end up being my my content for my show, my blog post. Um, one of my PR people, uh, she and I became really close friends, and for a while, she would she would text me once a week and ask me some kind of heady question, you know. And I was like, "That's a really cool question. Keep asking me those because they're like generating stuff." And so, it reminds me when I listen to you and Aubrey. It reminds me of those conversations. It feels like we're eavesdropping on Aubrey calling you up and saying, "What's going on in the sky?" <laughs> you know, um, and and then you 
um, your whatever it is that happens, you start channeling, right? You your your channel. It'll go for, it'll go through this like conversational phase, and then you have these moments where it's like Susan is up on the soapbox telling it to us. You know what I mean? And yep. I love it because it's really in the moment. Like you know, you did a show. Um, on the full moon in Aries, which was, you know, a day or two ago. And I can listen to that in that moment when I'm feeling that energy. And um, so you guys do like three shows a week. It is very much in the moment. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit about the process. Like, how does that all work? It, 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 the process is what it sounds like. Um, Aubrey and I will, um, just for like a few minutes before we start recording, off mic, that's exactly what happens. I, I go, how are you feeling? She's like, I don't, I'm not so good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, let me show you what's happening in our charts. And she's mm. like, that explains it. And I'm like, so, so these points I think are the strongest points of what's going on. And she goes, I agree. Let's go. And then we just hit record. We don't, we don't talk about what, how, how far we're going to go. We don't set up any kind of outline. We just start talking. Mm -hmm. And so we have noticed I think we're, I don't know, I think we're on number 24 now. We've noticed that we've started developing a pattern without even talking about it. We mm -hmm. get on when we're both very human, very vulnerable, going, man, I feel lost too. Wow. And then, and then, we, get, and then we get on a roll. And then there's a chant, like, like you say, you describe, it sounds like there's a channeling stuff going on. Something bigger comes through. Mm -hmm. And by the time we finish, we both go, all right, that feels complete. That's it. We we laugh sometimes because it really is like you guys are listening in on us processing what the hell is happening. That's exactly what we do. I love that. I mean, it's such a cool concept. I, you know, I try to keep everything really evergreen with what I do, um, but I do introductions that are very much in the moment, you know, and I talk about my personal life and those often take on a life of their own. And sometimes I'm like, wow, that was better than the planned segment, you know? <laughs> um, so I love the philosophy behind your show. I love the way that you approach it. It's very much the same kind of idea that, that we have here for this conversation. Um, this is you and I meeting for the first time, talking about things that we have in common, and the conversation has a life of its own, right? Um, so, but you guys are like impressively cranking out these episodes. Like you make a lot of them. Mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, by choice. So we started out. We started out. One, the, I think the first one was a week apart. We did it just like weekly and then we're like, that's too long. And so then we went to two a week and then we felt like, uh, so we, we, we podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We felt like Friday to Monday was too long. And so now we're up to three and you know, we, we've talked about going daily and we might because we really feel like the energy is saying, no, 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 you don't understand all hands on deck right now. And we are meeting that call. We're ready. We are ready to show up for the collective in anything that's going to happen. We are totally going to walk straight through this with people. And we want to make ourselves available as much as we possibly can. I love it. I think it's a really cool show concept. I've been enjoying it. I don't know how other people will work it into their daily, you know, maybe they'll listen to it on their commute or, you know, when they're on the train or the bus or driving. I listen to it when I'm shaving. 
like when I take my shower and I'm like shaving because they're like 20 minutes, you know, it's like a good amount of time to um, kind of check in every day or maybe on those days when you really do feel like something's going on this week. I'm going to like see if I, if what I'm feeling is right. And one of the things that I've noticed about you, even off mic before we really started recording, is you have a, a very eloquent way of succinctly kind of stating things that it would take me a whole paragraph to say. And then you'll like say something and it's a phrase. I call those shining sentences. Um, that is a channeled thing, you know, like the, the name for your show and how that came through. That was a shining sentence. So you speak in shining sentences of you have a a very poetic quality to your content especially when it's written um your facebook posts your your website um i i noticed that you even style them kind of in um they're blocked on the page more the way that poetry is um which anyway i just think it's cool i'm just analyzing you for the fun of it (laughs) um just uh sometimes we're not aware of of what we're doing artistically other times it's super intentional but am i right in assuming that all those things are kind of part of what you're trying to create and i'm just picking it up oh no that it's first of all it's an intentional but i it's not my intent when people finally started saying we need to hear your words it just started coming out in verse i don't know why Mm. and it still comes out in verse and Sometimes I go back to my own post going, what the hell is happening? And I read my own. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, right. Got it. Um, and, but, but also I've had more than one person tell me when they finally talk to me and not beyond just reading my words, they're like, oh, you talk like you write. And I don't, I don't realize I'm doing it. It's very cool. It's a unique style, and I like it. And it's one of the things that that draws me in. Um, the use of the vocabulary, the astrological vocabulary, I'm a little bit fluent in that. So, um, but even sometimes when you talk about things that are really nuanced, um, I get the energy of what you're saying because of the way that you say it. Um, there is a, there's like a, there's a layer. It's, it's definitely got a poetic quality to it. I I can't find a better way to describe it. Um, when we were writing back and forth and corresponding about the show, um, you wrote to me saying that you believe we are web building right now. What did you mean by that? Well, it's very old paradigm. Um, very patriarchal to feel like there's one person going to do all the heavy lifting and then we're all going to follow that one person. No, that's not what we're doing anymore. Now we all rise together. We share resources. We share ideas. We support each other. We, um, we cross promote. We are here to build a tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter web, a web, a web of us all coming up together because there's power in our numbers and because we all house our own special kind of tapped into the energy, all kinds of resources, our own specialties, our own bodies of knowledge. We all house something different and it's all needed. And so we build these things together. There, I mean, if you're, if you're out there competing right now, you've already lost. You have to find what you're really good at and then hook up with everybody else and what they're really good at. And, and, and conversely, if you're going out and you think you're going to do what everybody else is doing, wrong answer. If it's already been done, it's already dead. So find what you do really well, your own specific way, 
and then we build webs. We don't fight each other. We join together. Mm -hmm. One of my marketing mentors, um, he has a very progressed views of what it means to put yourself out there, you know, as a business person. And he always says, you know, uh, you find a group of people and then you become relentlessly helpful. Like oh, that to him yes. is the definition of marketing. Find a yes. group of people that speak your language that you can, that are like-minded and then go be relentlessly helpful. Um, and I, I love that. I don't know that I'm, you know, always pulling it off, but it's definitely in my mind to mm -hmm. lean towards that. Right. Um, I feel my own practice expanding when I chose to do the podcast, it became a platform for other people to talk, not just me. And that was a huge shift. And I was surprised as someone who likes to control everything, you know, I'm perfectionist, mm -hmm. um, uh, south node in Virgo, <laughs> I think, is oh. the way you would say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so moving into that more Piscean kind of, you know, north node mindset or whatever, for me has been about recognizing how good it feels to collaborate with people. Yeah, listen, Slade, south node in, south node in Virgo, right? Mm -hmm. South node in Virgo people. It's not just that you're perfectionist. It, it's also that you've got this thing where you feel like everything's up to you. And nobody else is going to do it, so i got to do it. And, you, and like you guys, people with South Node and Virgo, it's like you've got bleeding calluses on your hands because you're, you're the one doing all the work. Everybody else has already gone home, and you're still doing it. <laughs> and, 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 and North Node and Pisces is trying to say, listen, there's a greater force of life at play here too, and you can allow that to contribute. It doesn't have to all be on you. Yes. Yes. And hence these wonderful um, interviews that I do. Do you realize how much easier it is for me to record an interview with you than it is to prepare an episode where it's just me? Like the just the actual workload of what is involved is so completely different. The energy yeah. is so different collaborating with people. And it feels so cool to be to feel like I said to someone, I said, I feel like I'm kind of hosting a party for a bunch of people. I'm not teaching anyone anything. I'm inviting a lot of really interesting people to come together and hang out and interact. You know, um, that's where it feels like it's growing. And I love that because um, it's actually easier, Susan. <laughs> it's actually easier yeah. to let other people do some of the work, especially the parts that they're better at. And don't you know that's teaching people a lot? You're teaching people a lot in doing that. You're showing that you're a way shower. Mm. I've heard that before. So the, the, the thing about a way shower is that you go out in front and you figure things out. And then, and then people are going, I don't know what to do. And you go, hang on, five more minutes. I almost got it figured out. And you figure it out. And you go, okay, now I got it. And you show people the way. And what I've been trying to t say to way showers is – Really think about that in the, in the opposite direction, too. Think about the miracle of you figuring out a way and showing people you haven't even met yet. People out there who feel lost have someone up ahead thinking about them, and they don't even know their name. That's a miracle. Mm. Thank you for that. That was really sure. lovely. What do you hope to contribute to this kind of greater collective 
you know, when we think about personal development, and maybe that term isn't even a really good one anymore from what you and I have been discussing and describing. But what do you hope to kind of contribute to the conversation about astrology, about spirituality, about human evolution? Oh, for sure. I, um, for sure. I know this sounds kind of grandiose, but I really believe it in my bones that this wave of humanity, if you're alive on the planet today, you are part of a wave that is going to bring humanity out of suffering. We are the bridge between suffering and liberation. And sometimes that can feel like you're being pulled apart, like you don't know which side is going to win. But I'm, I'm telling you that we are going to pull humanity all the way out of suffering and we are going to heal ourselves. Now is the time. That's, that's the task that this generation, this wave of humanity has. So whenever you feel overwhelmed with suffering, when you feel overwhelmed with pain, if you feel overwhelmed in darkness, it's important to remember that this is the last of it. We're meant to get in, get in and heal it all the way out. Don't stop. You have to keep going because that's what we're being called forward to do. Susan, thank you for taking the time to come and speak with me today. My pleasure. So tell everybody where they can go to find you online if they want to get um, a reading with you or if they want to find your podcast. I am at susangrace.org. And so you can read more about me there or under the services page is where my readings are listed. And I also have a a set of what I call the papers. These are just short little um, write-ups I've done for trends that I see in people's charts. Um, Those are available there too. Uh, Be the Evidence is under Be the Evidence, wherever podcasts are streaming, so including iTunes. Um, And then on Simplecast, we're under Be the Evidence as well. And on Facebook, I'm under Susan Grace. um, And on Instagram as well, Susan Grace. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer. For show notes, links, transcripts, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can also download a free ebook and a meditation to help you connect with your guides. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or with one of our featured practitioners, please go to sladeroberson.com slash readings. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. Before I go, I promise to leave you a message and answer to a question or a concern you may have. So take a moment to think about that. Hold it in your mind or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. Survival mode has you in a state where you think you're under constant attack all the time when nothing dangerous is actually happening. These fears could also be protecting you from moving forward by keeping you in your comfort zone. Name, acknowledge, and either make peace with your fears or do some deeper work to heal from your fears so you can move forward again toward your big dreams. And I'll talk to you later.